Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Terry N and I am a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Wednesday, December 5th. Today we are reading from the big book. We're at page 164, the third paragraph, reading through two sentences, starting with abandon yourself to God and ending with to your, and to your fellows. Today's readers are the 12 Steps, Laura N, M, sorry, 12 Traditions, Diane G. The readers of the text are Madeline R, Rachel W, and Hoodie R. Our newcomer greeter is Leon B, and our host for the second hour is Rebecca B. The reference numbers for Tuesday, December 4th, for the 7 a.m. Eastern time meeting is 12,258. That's 12258. For the 10 a.m. Eastern meeting is 12,259. That's 12259. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no opinion on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive overeating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Laura M. to read the 12 steps. Good morning. Am I heard? Yes. Wonderful. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. 10, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, 
We tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you so much, Laura. I will now ask Diane G. to please read the 12 Traditions. Good morning. This is Diane G. from New Hampshire. The 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God is who he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity, at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Diane G. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book. On page 164, the third paragraph, we're reading two sentences starting with abandon yourself to God and ending with to your fellows. I will now ask Madeline R. to start reading. Hi, thank you. This is Madeline R., Recovered Compulsive Eater in Pennsylvania. Hi. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him 
and to your fellows. I'm going to set my timer. Um, it's incredible to me that at the very end of this series of vision meetings, we are taking it this slow at the end. And every paragraph and every day that I've listened through these, this last chapter has just hit home so much and taught me so much and reminded me of so much. And the first word, abandoned, you know, to abandon, to let go, to relinquish, give up. And for me, what is that? It was for a way of thinking, you know, a set of principles that I established in my life that I made up pretty much. Uh, that was the world according to Madeline that needed to be totally abandoned. And I was reminded just this morning when reading this about how many times it says in these first 164 pages about totally letting go of old ideas. And on page 30 in particular, it talks that's about in the chapter more about alcoholism. It says the delusion that we are like other people, or presently may be, had to be smashed. And then that's also the paragraph there that um, goes on to say that men and women who have lost an, a, the ability to control our drinking, our behaviors related to drinking. For me, our eating, my behaviors related to eating. And smashed is a pretty strong word. I know one time I melted a cutting board in the oven and it was on the wire rack and I mean I took it out and I was smashing it against concrete to try to get it off two concrete blocks and it all eventually came off and we didn't have to replace the, that piece and that's exactly every bit of that had to be done before I could ever turn on the oven I have to abandon every bit to God before I walk out the door in the morning that's so important and also I love the next line there it says God, as you under the next couple words, God, as you understand God. I watched a movie last night on Turner Classic Movies, just a few minutes of it before I went to bed. And that particular movie talked about everyone gets to worship in their own way. Well, here, everyone gets to choose their own idea of God. There are no rules here. And I love that that's out there as well. And I also like that these couple things, these two sentences, are an outline of steps one, two, and three. You know, admit my powerless. This. Um, no, I can't, and God can in, in three, and then two, of course, um, believing in a higher power, something greater than myself. So one, two, and three. And that's how this book goes all the way through. Even in the personal stories, they take us back to the three steps. And then we go uh, to the next line, and that was my time, about admit your faults to him and to your fellows four, five, six, and seven. So what a wonderful couple of uh, sentences that take us through one more time before the chapter is closed. Uh, steps one, two, three, four, five, six, and seven. Thank you so much uh, for letting me share this morning and do service. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Madeline. Okay, now comes the fun part. <laughs> um, so now we open up for sharing, and please go slow and say your name once. <laughs> Katie. 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 Katie.
the names that I know. So I missed a whole lot of people in the beginning. So who Lab. who was in Siobhan, Katie, Katie G. I got Katie, Laura M. I got Barbara. Nancy P. Anita B. Lisa B. And Larry. Okay, oh, that's Anita it. Um, that's what we're going to go with. Um, I know I missed half the people, but I did the best I could, and that's all I can do. Sure, I so I have Katie G. I have Harlan G., I believe. I have Barbara E. I have a Laura. I have a Nancy P. And I have Larry. So that's what I got in that mishmash. So, Katie G., could you get us started? Good morning, Terry. Thanks for your support today. Katie G., recovered compulsive overeater, anorexic and bulimic. Abandon myself to God, completely give of myself the control without restraints, without holding anything back. You know, somebody asked me, how do I, how do I give it over? And she was on step one. I can't. I can't. Like, I'm able, thank God, one day at a time as a recovered person, abandon myself to God as I understand him today in this moment as I continue to pursue step 10, 11, and 12 and then go through steps 1 through 9 every year because I, I can't. I, um, I, I, when I came into the rooms, I was abandoning myself to food, to anorexia, to bulimia. I didn't know how to give of myself. And you know, synonymous for this word, abandon means naturalness and lightheartedness. I was not natural or lighthearted. I was throwing myself to God as we understood God, which is, you know, okay, that, that's okay too. But I was more like taking a piece, puzzle piece and shoving it in where it doesn't belong. <clears throat> and then, you know, um, clearing, admit my faults um, to to other people like you know step five tells me i find a solitary self-appraisal insufficient so the wreckage of my past it's not enough for me to just admit to god why because i need someone to bear witness i need someone to help me go deeper frankly i need a guide to say you know can you go back to that let's talk about that and you know the miracle is when i came into these rooms i never believed that anyone who knew about the wreckage of my past could ever love me and what I discovered is that nothing in the wreckage of my past can prevent me from God's love. And with God's love, I get intimacy with myself and I start to love myself and I don't need everybody in the world to love me to be safe and secure. And that is a divine shift that I've never known possible. You know, and that I can be kind, compassionate, accepting, and loving, and do the best I can each day, and your approval is not what I need, right? I need to live by God's principles. Um, and I continue to admit to God and to my fellows where I fall short. And I find it so amazing, because when I say to someone, you know, I just, I know this is going to be shocking, but I'm hearing um, some chopping, um, but what's going to be shocking is that I just realized this week a character defect of mine called blaming. Blaming. I always, when things don't go KDG's way, I want to blame you. And the amazing thing of doing a step 10 is to call someone and say, you know, my daughter's sick and I want to blame someone and it's no one's fault. You know, help me. Save me from being angry, God. Thy will be done. So it's just, it's amazing to be able to say it out loud, to ask God to remove it, and then throw myself harder into helping others to abandon myself completely and set aside everything I know. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much. 
Thank you, Katie G. Up next, we have Harlan G. And just so you know out there, I added Lance L. and Linda D. to the end of the lineup. Harlan, please go ahead. Thank you, Terry, and thank you to Team Wednesday for making this magnificent meeting possible. I'm Harlan G., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Scottsdale, Arizona. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Our steps, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, uh, eight, nine. Um, abandon. There are homes here in Phoenix, in Scottsdale, wherever, that in a few hours, people are going to go to work, they're going to go to school, but their furniture is still there. There is easily a way of determining that someone lives there and that they're coming back. There are also homes in the Phoenix area that have been abandoned. Abandoned means to give up completely to cease to support or look after. Abandoned means there is no vestige of me left there that I'm coming back for. That is what I am called upon to do. And so many times in my human condition, I want to reach back and say, wait a minute, God, I want that back. Wait a minute, God, I know I gave that to you, but I want to snatch it back. The best life I'm ever going to have is a life that I abandon my ego and give up control or give up influence and give it to God. I ask God in my prayers to take control of my life, but yet I want to snatch things back because, wait a minute, I think I know better here. Wait, oh, no, not that one. I want that one back. No. I must abandon myself to God as I understand God. And I understand God as being pure love and pure mercy. God either is or he is not. What is my choice to be? This is the final paragraph, besides may God bless you and keep you, but it's once again a reiteration of the steps. It's once again a reiteration of everything that we've learned from the first syllable of the book. And what it's telling me again is, not my way, please, God, because my way leads only to Milky Wayville and horror and horror pain. And your way leads to the light and the sunlight of the spirit. And your way is best. And with that, I will pass. Thank you. Thank you, Harlan. Next up, we have Barbara E., followed by Laura, and I didn't get your last initial. Go ahead, Barbara. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. I love Tradition 3. The only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively, to achieve and maintain a healthy body weight. And for me, that also includes a healthy mind. Just going back a bit, I'd been abstinent before, always thinking about food, white knuckling it, wanting it, angry that you could have it and I could not have it. It was just not there. And then giving into the obsession that I could not stop myself. I couldn't. And the delusion, the delusion again, that tomorrow I begin. But doctors had told me, I was killing myself. Now, 
What has changed? Why am I not that way? Well, in We Agnostics, it says it very clearly. When hundreds, now millions, of alcoholics, drunks, were able to say that the presence of God had changed them, who am I, a compulsive overeater, to say that perhaps it couldn't work or it could work for me? This power is miraculous. It can change you, Barbara E., if you join in, if you give in. I want to be on that broad highway. I need to be. Today, I do not feel isolated and alone. Some of us grow more slowly. Some of us do have that sudden revelation. I certainly went the slower route. But I can honestly say to you, from the inner ear of my heart, that this program works. I do not feel isolated. I do not feel alone. I reach out to to others across the world. I ask them what I can do for them. When I sponsor, I get so much more than I give. This program is inclusive, not exclusive. So if you are struggling in any way, please believe This compulsive overeater, this hopeless drunk, if you will, did change, could change, when I never believed I could. I thank you so much. I look forward to hearing the rest of your wonderful chairs. I pass. Thank you, Barbara. Next up, we have Laura. And I didn't get the last initial of your or your, the first initial of your last name, followed by Nancy P. Laura? Good morning. This is Laura M. in Missouri. Am I heard? Yes. Thank you. The line, abandon yourself to God as you understood God. Um, I, I fully concede that to find full and complete and lasting recovery, I do need to abandon myself as Harlan said, 100% um, to God. But the God that I understood, I, I wasn't willing to abandon myself. My history had taught me self-sufficiency. And my history had taught me about a God that really didn't care that much about me, that was too busy running the world to care about an individual person. And So when I first came into the 12-step world, I was introduced to this concept as you understood him. And and at first, I have to admit, that was blasphemy. I thought that was the most horrific thing um, to, you know, everybody willy-nilly go pick their own thing. And it it took me a while to understand what that really meant, um, what it meant to to find a power greater than myself, just something as simple as that, and to understand that there is something outside of myself that I can abandon myself to and I can stop being the actor and the director and running everybody's show. And I, I, I can still remember the feeling in, the, in, that be, in that beginning time when I grasped that concept and that I could, I, you know, I found so much deeper faith in, 
finally having, I used to think of it as I had the secret key to the language decoder and I suddenly started understanding all these concepts that I had learned in my, in my religion that didn't really sink to my heart. And I suddenly had the language key and I could understand the language and it could sink into my heart and I could surrender to that God as I now finally understood and a God that I could trust and that I could abandon myself. And that's my walk today is just striving to abandon myself one day at a time and slowly, as Barbara said, slowly um, moving further and further along this road of recovery. And I'm just so grateful for the 12-step program. I'm grateful for this meeting and all of you to walk this path together. Have a wonderful day. I pass. Thank you so much, Laura. Next up, we have Nancy P. followed by Larry K. Hi, can I be heard? Yes. Hi, thanks for letting me share. So everybody's been saying it, abandon myself to God as you understand, abandon yourself to God as you understand God. So that was um, self. Like it talks about self a lot in the beginning, um, self-centeredness and self-pity and all that. And I didn't even understand. That was like speaking a foreign language to me. Abandon um, a lesser definition than others have given is um, to leave unattended. And um, so I had to find a way to make God palatable. I don't even like the word, but I slogged through the steps with my extremely focused sponsor. And by keeping my head down and my mind just open, if not embracing, I found that was enough. I thought I'd experienced the steps as I read them, um, you know, believed that I was powerless over food and that my life was unmanageable when I read the doctor's opinion and so on. Um, but I didn't, but that's not what happened. Instead, I didn't get a relationship with God until the ninth step when all of it gelled together. And then in step 12, by the time I was ready to sponsor, I drank the Kool-Aid and found myself at a place that I now recognize as complete trust. Um, it's not that I don't have daily frustrations. I do. But um, something deep inside of me that I didn't even know was there, unclenched some, at some point along this journey. And um, that unclenching has allowed me to relate to my fellows. And today I have a relationship with God as well as my fellows. And both are equally important just to me. I mean, I can't do one without the other. Um, because I was so isolated and alone and I was so angry and I was so jealous and I was so, you know, overtaken by human, um, you know, shortcomings. And, um, and today, I, I, all of those things are alive, but they don't own me anymore. And, um, you know, I don't know how to pray. I don't, you know, other people are much better at it than I am. So I just keep slogging through. And, you know, my prayers are things like, I trust you. That's what I say. I trust you. Or please help me. That's all that my prayers are. And, um, you know, but I've been able to form relationships in this program that um, I never thought were going to be open to me. Never, ever, ever. And um, I'm just so grateful to all of you, especially the people that have um, helped me through my, my particular um, difficulties at the moment. So um, thank you all. And with that, I'll pass. 
Thank you, Nancy. Next up, we have Larry Kay, followed by Lance L. Larry, go ahead. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks so much. Thanks so much. You know, I I um I hate uh, when I have to drive in a snowstorm. I I don't like it. It's it's uh, it's very uncomfortable. It's even dangerous. But but it's an interesting thing. When I'm safe and warm in the comfort of my own home, looking out at the snowstorm, my response is different. See, for reasons that my rational mind can't quite understand, it feels good to feel small and overwhelmed, but at the same time, safe and protected during that storm. In other words, there's a comfort in knowing there's a power in the world that far exceeds my own power or the power of all people put together. So I can find the majesty of my higher power in the awesome might of a storm when I'm safe and protected in my warm home. See, I need strength when I face challenges that, I, that exceed my human capacities. That's where I find God is that intersection at my limitations. It's easy when things are going well. I'll just abandon myself to myself. See, I experience a sense of reverence and appreciation, a recognition of my higher power's greatness in the face of my strength? No, in the face of my limitations. It's when I'm beaten down. And we who are usually so self-confident, so secure in our ability to control things, suddenly learn that the things that matter most in our lives, well, those are the things that are beyond our control. It's at the limits of our own power that we need to turn to a power greater than ourselves. If you're dying, where else do you turn? Where, where, where do you abandon yourself to? For me, the holiness of life is lost when God is factored out of the equation. And I'm expert. I spent a lifetime in developing an expertise and leaving God out of the equation. And how ironic that he came pouring through my wounds as, as I picked up the spiritual toolkit laid at my feet. And one of the most sublime experiences, and I don't even know what sublime means, but it seems to work. One of the most sublime experiences we can ever have is to wake up, to become awakened to feeling healthy after we've been sick. It's a relief to have awakened to health, right? What we took for granted, our health, be it physical, emotional, spiritual, is suddenly seen to be an incredible blessing. And in doing so, we recover the capacity to see beyond our own limitations. So in that way, this narrow, self-centered world now has room for appreciation of my higher power in it. That's what recovery offers me, new perceptive lenses in which I can see the world. I got to wear new goggles. And then it gives me mastery over compulsive overeating. A diet wasn't going to work. It was so much smaller than what I have. With that, I pass. Thanks. Thank you so much, Larry. Next up, we have Lance L., followed by Linda D. Lance L., please press star one to unmute. Sorry about that. This is Lance L. No problem. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from California. And uh, the two sentences, uh, first sentence looks to me like um, our thinking process. The second one looks like how we act, you know. And 
it, it brings me back into uh, thinking about the theme that goes through this book. Um, it states it in how it works. Um, this is the how and the why of it. First of all, we had to quit playing God. It didn't work. It does not work. Next, we decided that hereafter, in this drama of life, God was going to be our director. Food, not the director. Food directed my life for so many years. And it led me into despair, hopelessness, pain. Um, A little further on in that paragraph, it talks about most good ideas are simple. Well, for me, reading a 300-page diet book on how to tackle this and how to think my way through this compulsive overeating problem, that's not simple. You know, educating myself. I, I almost enrolled in graduate school for clinical nutrition to figure out why I tick this way, to figure out why my body is like this. It does not work. God has to be my new recovery. You know, I I think about the time I sleep. You know, that's seven to eight hours of my day that it's probably only seven to eight hours at this point that I am not growing closer to God. You know, it was told to me to wake up and say the, the, the step three prayer. God, I offer myself to you to build with me and do with me as you will. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do your will. Wow, like, like that's so powerful to me because action is the thing that created my spiritual awakening. Thank you, I pass. Thank you, Lancel. Next up is Linda D. Linda? Press star one to unmute, Linda. Okay. Um, I guess there was, oh, are you there? Okay, I guess there was no Linda. So um, who else would like to share? Please go slow. <laughs> Anita B. Anita. Anita. Sandy M. Melissa, Melissa. Najia S. Melissa. Adini. Anne Marie M. Anne Marie. Sandy S. Sandy S. Najia S. Yvonne C. Najia S. And Yvonne C. Let's stop there. Okay. Anita, please go ahead. I need to be here from New Jersey, and I thank everyone this morning for being on the phone. And uh, those two lines, uh, I always got hope when I went to OA, but I never thought I could recover. I just couldn't get it. And I thought, I'm probably just one of those one percent who's not going to get this program. Um, but then reading more into the big book, those two sentences to me mean I had to change. If I wasn't willing to change it wasn't going to change. So, you know, to abandon myself, I have to change everything I think. And uh, I now have the hope that I can recover. I now know that 
I have a design for living that I can recover from this disease and from my the way I act in life and the way I know now that I have to act the way God wants me to act today. And uh, I'm, um, I'm living that, not completely yet, because the other day I was told I know just a little. God's going to keep revealing to me every day. And if that isn't all just hope, and now I have the confidence that I can recover, and that, yes, I can wake up every day and not hate myself because of this program and my spiritual condition that is increasing every day uh, because I'm changing. So that's all I have. Thanks for letting me share. Thanks so much for sharing. Melissa C., followed by a DDM. Melissa, you're up. Hi. Good morning. Thank you so much for your service, Terry. It's Melissa C., recovered compulsive overeater in New York. And, um, you know, like I think about this abandoning myself and, um, and the evolution of that. You know, like initially when I came in, you know, it was like I was um, – flailing about in the water, and I kept thinking, I'd swim, swim harder, work harder, work harder, work harder, and I was, and then I was told, no, let, let go, you know, let go absolutely, and that was the first level of abandon, and, you know, and in the beginning, it just looked like food, it was, okay, this is a food plan, but stop, stop trying to manage and control, just follow it, okay, this is what I want you to do in the morning, stop trying to plan and control, just follow it, um, you know, these are the steps, just follow them and and yet you know but it's not a one and done you know like it's I have to consistently ask myself um what am I not abandoning you know to God today and I you know and it's come to my attention that you know like one of my huge defects is um people pleasing is a wanting to impress other people caring what other people think. And so I was abandoning myself for years to impressing others, you know, whether it was very often it was work related or it was like trying to, you know, make my family look better than it than it was. And 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 I would, you know, put out all this energy um on putting on big shows and that is that's abandoning myself you know on the altar of other people's opinions that's what i was told recently that you are worshiping other people before god and if you sit quiet with god you know in your prayer life in your meditation what is god revealing to you melissa and and it sort of came to my attention that um i didn't have to worry about impressing other people and so you know, recently I had this big kind of event happen at work where something was kind of thrown at me, and um, and I thought about, you know, what does it look like to, you know, like we're told acceptance is the answer to all my problems today, and yet God reveals to me sometimes things are not acceptable because they go against what I believe God is communicating to me is right and wrong, and if I'm truly going to abandon myself to God then I might have to be uncomfortable and I might have to say, no, I'm not going to do this and, and let it be. And, and I cannot believe how free I feel when I let go of impressing other people and live according to God's, you know, will for me. And it changes constantly. You know, that's where I need to get quiet um, 
and invite God in. And um, thank you. With that, I'll pass. Thank you so much, Melissa C. Irini M., you are up, followed by Anne Marie. Thank you so much, Terry, for your service. Good morning, my spiritual brothers and sisters. My name is Irini, and I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Thank you, God, always giving credit where credit is due. Abandon yourself to God. First, we must understand who God is in order to be willing to completely give ourselves to him. How can we trust one who we don't know who that is? And steps 2, 3, and 11 gives us that opportunity to set aside everything we think we know, our our ideas, our emotions, our attitudes, that were once a guiding force in our lives to cast to one side and allow the new concepts and motives to come in and govern us by embracing the truth so that we can live the truth that sets us free. We are making the choice to believe and even willing to believe and then commit to the truth that God is everything and that is all love, all pure, and all truth to be able to give up the small self for the big self. The dictionary says abandonment means to allow oneself to indulge in. What are we choosing to indulge ourselves with? In God or in the disease, whom do we give the power to is what we most focus on throughout the day. I need to abandon myself to my higher power continually, not a one-time deal, because I have this twofold disease. So I had to first let go of the food, and I gave so much power to that food that it was controlling me. So once I let go in step one, I ran. I ran to step two because I needed to replace my small God with my true God, the true power, capital P. And I made a decision to abandon myself to God, and I'm choosing to offer myself to God so I can be rebuilt, renewed, reborn. And going through the steps does that that for us. So then to continue with courage and integrity by admitting my faults to him and to my fellows. We make a fearless moral inventory, admitting the exact nature of our wrongs, being transparent, being honest, seeing the truth of who we are and who we are not, admitting and sharing that truth with others in order to get a clean heart. It's so amazing. We start by letting go of control, and then we end up gaining control only by the grace of God. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you so much, Irini. Next up is Anne-Marie, followed by Sandy S. Good morning. This is Anne-Marie M. Uh, in South Carolina, a compulsive overeater, gratefully abstinent through God's grace. And that word abandoned, I really like the idea of what I just heard of being in the water and just floundering around, and then the thought came to me of just floating on my back and letting go, you know, abandoning and trusting God. That just came to my mind. This first sentence, um, I see it as um, abandon myself to God as as you understand. I see it as the first step, Um, you know, and I guess and the second step too, uh, to let go. And, and trust God and know, you know, abandon, let go of that idea that I could ever control 
my compulsive overeating that abandoned that idea that comes to my mind of just having one, that mental twist, asking God to remove that mental twist of saying, it's okay this time, you can just have one. That idea has to be abandoned. I cannot abandon that idea. I've tried many different ways of getting rid of that mental twist in my head, and I know today that it's only God that can do that, but it's me working the steps of this program that will allow God to remove that from me. So I will pass. Thank you. Thank you so much, Anne-Marie. Sandy S., followed by Nazia. Hi, this is Sandy S. from Asheville, North Carolina. Abandon yourself to God. I'm a very concrete person. I know what it means to abandon myself to abstinence. You know, I've really experienced um, a really miraculous relationship with food now. Pretty healthy. But abandon yourself to God. I'm going to speak on the 8 o'clock meeting and just put out a question to recovered compulsive overeaters. If they could give, if anyone's willing to give a concrete example in their life of what does that mean? What does that actually mean in real life? Aside from knowing I'm going to be abstinent and, you know, praying and asking God for the next right thing. You know, and I've heard people, you know, give really wonderful visuals, you know, like instead of fighting, you know, while you're in the water, just floating. What does it mean in life? You know, I think one of the things that just come up into my mind is when I get rejected from something, a lot of times I don't know what God's will is. Is it for me to say, okay, I'm not supposed to be in this particular situation? Or is it for me to fight because I think I should be in that situation? So, you know, and I could. They, and I mean, for me, just to say the word situation, I'm just such a concrete person. I'll just give an example. My mom died in April, and I wanted to be in a bereavement support group, and the person leading the group said I didn't fit in. I was too emotionally disturbed. I mean, I thought, that's incredible. She says, you can't grieve because you're too emotional. Go find another group. I didn't know, should I just find another group or should I fight to show them, hey, I really need a support group. So to me, abandoning myself to God, I guess, just means that I'm just going to be in the confusion for now until I get, you know, clear direction. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much, Sandy. Us. Next up is Nadia, followed by Siobhan. Good morning. Thank you for your service. And thank you to everyone who shared. And my name is Najia S. I am a grateful, recovered, thank you, God, compulsive overeater from Massachusetts. I was thinking about what am I going to say? Why did I even star one? And abandon myself to God. Everything that I thought the world would fill me with. God has given that to me. I thought if I had the right boyfriend, the money in the bank, the car, the right degree, that I would be fulfilled, that I would be whole, that I would be complete. I also thought that if I showed up a certain way, 
I would be whole and I would be complete. And God, my relationship with God, and I thank God for every bag and box and carton that it took for me to die to myself so that I could have what God gives me today through these steps, through working this program through these steps, and the steps is the answer. I have I have more. I have more than than I had when I came in. I was empty. I was on empty when I came in, and nothing in this world filled it. And I pray daily that I continue to die to myself, die to self. Self did not work for me. It looked really bad, guys. Self did not work for me. And I pray every day, dear God, how can I serve you? Help me to die to me one more day. Die to me because I understand that God is everything. God is everything that I wanted, but God is everything that I need. And so I pray again that I never forget where I came from. My face was on the ground when I walked into this program. It looked pretty good on the outside, guys, but on the inside, it was a horrible, horrible mess. And I thank God again for that loaf and that stick of butter that I ate before I surrendered. It took a while, but I'm grateful for all the time that God allowed it to take for me to surrender and abandon myself to him. May I never abandon myself to any person, place, or thing except God one day at a time. Thank you so much for letting me share. Thanks for sharing, Nazia. Next up, we have Siobhan. Thank you. Um, may I be heard? Yes. Okay. Good morning, family. Uh, this is Siobhan C. Um, and I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive over uh, compulsive overeater who's by coastal, and um, grateful to share on this. Um, I'm spelt in the directory, by the way. S is in solution. I is in into action. O is to others. B is in big book. H is in how it works. A is in agnostic. N is in neutrality. And my first initial, my last name is C on God's time 24-7 available right after this for an hour and a half. Um, so abandon myself. So, you know, I... Um, okay. What does it mean to me to, be aban- to abandon myself? It means for me to be in a constant state of willingness to let go and let God and to be in a constant state of willingness to serve God um, to serve on behalf of God, whoever, whenever, and wherever God directs. And an example of that, <clears throat> to address a question that was asked, is, you know, there's a, there's a um, and I'm not saying this to advocate any religion, it's, there's a Broadway show called Book of Mormons, and the guy sings this song about how something like, he'll serve God wherever, he just can't wait to serve God. And God, like, sends into this African village, like, with flies and mosquitoes, and everything. Like, you know, he's like, wait, 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 hold on. Wait, I was supposed to be in the rectory. No, no, no. I was supposed to be like in like Washington, D.C., you know, on a party. No, no, no. This wasn't how it was supposed to look with the flies and the dirty water and the sewer water, you know, kind of like how I grew up in Queens. <laughs> My mom's a collector. Um, and so um, I, you know, that's how it looks. Like if God sends me to jail and God has me run over somebody, I mean, like my brother served in jail. You know what I mean? Ten years, four cuts, ten to murder. That's how he served, but he served. He served the Lord in jail. You know what I mean? Like he served God as he understands God. 
which he actually got for him is like not anything religious at all. Um, but he's sober, you know, and I, I, for me, God, you know, is a DJ. I mean, 104.3 is like, I need this you know, it's iHeartRadio. I love that. that I feel God in the music and the lyrics. Oh my God. I mean, that's my God. Sometimes it's my breath, you know, but I am, I'm willing to serve God wherever you want to lock me. And I'm claustrophobic, but God took away my fears. So if God needs me to serve in jail, hard time, prison, federal prison, state prison, local, like cold prison, wherever, that's what it means for me to abandon myself to God. And that's how I would be willing to serve. Luckily, um, and I feel very fortunate, God is actually uh, having me relocate um, and serve in a very public way. Uh, I will be in Washington, D.C. I'm moving from Santa Monica to Washington, D.C. in November to get a lay of the landscape for January, where I'll be taking a new job and be very visible. And I um, thank you. Thank you, Siobhan. Um, it looks like we have time for one more quick, maybe two-minute share. Not Got you, Matt. Go ahead. Thank you. This is Natalie Fultz over here from New Jersey. Abandoning myself to God has understood him. I used to think I had to control the rest of the world before I, I did anything correctly. I thought I had to be the one who did everything right, had to be perfect. But you know, I learned a long time ago there is no such thing as perfection. And I also learned that I'm not the only one in the universe anymore. I have to help others as well as helping myself. So I'm learning to be more selfless and more um, self self. I'm not being as selfish as I used to be. I'm doing much more for others as I used to do. I'm doing it for myself, and it's feeling good. But I have to also take care of myself first and foremost. I can't help others if I'm not taking care of myself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. So with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Matt M. Okay, thank you to everyone who shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today's meeting, Wednesday, December 5th, for the 7 a.m. is 12,262. That's 12262. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. I'll now ask Rachel W. to read that page 164. Thank you so much, and thanks for your service. This is Rachel W. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is a great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you shall surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.